0: So we completed Chapter 9, and we'll now be discussing Chapter 10, Vibhuti Yoga. So in the first six chapters, we learnt about I, the limited being, which is part of this Prakriti. Prakriti has three constituent parts, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. Everything in this Prakriti is made up of these three gunas. Whichever has the predominance, that becomes my nature. So the Sattva is the purity, Rajas is activity, and Tamas is inertia. Everything in this Prakriti is made up of these three gunas. And we have learned the nature of Prakriti in Chapter 7. So, from up to chapter 6, we have learnt about us as the limited beings and what is the makeup of our beings. Chapter 7 onward, we are learning about the nature of the Supreme, the Lord. So, in the chapter 7, we learnt about His lower nature. Bhagavan said, This Astada Prakriti, Bhumi Apaha Analaha Kam Vayu Mana Buddhi Ahanka, eight. Five great elements, mind, intellect and ahankar, are the nature of the prakriti, my lower nature. These are not different from me, but these are my lower nature in a sense, the grosser manifestation which you and I can perceive through our senses. So that's we have discussed that in Chapter 7. We discussed prakriti in Chapter 7. Chapter 8 said that in prakriti, Things are unmanifest in the beginning, then manifest in the middle, then unmanifest again. So Prakriti itself has two aspects. One is manifest, one is unmanifest. There is unmanifest Prakriti, there is manifest Prakriti. But Bhagavan said, other than this unmanifest, there is another unmanifest, which is my higher Prakriti, which always remains unmanifest is the support of all things and beings. So in chapter 8, Aksara Brahma Yoga, we learnt about this unmanifest nature of Purusha. Remaining unmanifest, it supports everything. So Bhagwan said that, I am the origin of all things and beings, and I am also the dissolution of all things and beings. I get confused about my being, and therefore I'm not experiencing the very nature of the Supreme. The very nature of Supreme is Sat, Chit, and Ananda. The very nature of the Self is Sat, existence, Chit, knowledge, and Ananda, happiness, bliss. So right now neither I'm experiencing Sat, I know I exist, but I'm afraid I'll be non-existent. So I'm not experiencing that. Chita, I'm not experiencing. I know something, but I don't know everything. So I'm not experiencing cheat either. And Ananda is my biggest problem. Happiness comes and goes. For a while I'm happy, but most of the time I'm just pursuing happiness. So I'm trying to get out of the impermanent nature of Ananda into the permanent nature of Ananda and trying to find out where is that permanent ananda, the happiness. And Bhagavan in ninth chapter says, that's the royal secret. That's the greatest secret. It is your own self. It is your very nature to be Satchit and ananda. But you are not experiencing it. The royal knowledge, that knowledge which connects me back to my real nature is the royal knowledge. So that was chapter 9. At the end of chapter 9, Bhagavan said the only way one can experience this is Manmanabhava, Bhava, make your mind focused on me, identified with me. Mad bhaktaha, become my devotee. Madhyaji, offer yourself to me. Mam Namaskuru, bow down to me. Mam Eva si, make me as you go. Yuktva Mat Parayanaha. In other words, completely identify with me, and you'll experience that Ananda which you're seeking. Now, how do I get to that level where I can completely identify with Him is the subject of Chapter 10. So it's called Vibhuti Yoga, Yoga of Divine Glories. I see, perceive, touch, and feel this world this world world of my experiences, but I break them all down into perishable things and beings. Anything which I see, I can say I understand this. This is just a table. All this, I understand this. These are animals. Well I understand this is a plant kingdom. So I break this down into the impermanent, perishable conglomeration of things and beings. Which, by very nature, they are impermanent and not divine. I don't consider them as divine. I don't say this table is divine. I don't consider my colleagues are divine. Even when some wise person comes and says, "Yeah, yeah," but he is not Bhagwan. we have difficulty if somebody calls himself Bhagwan because we cannot associate the divinity with the objects of my perception. So, how to change that? And start seeing divinity in everything I see and touch and feel is the subject of chapter 10. Therefore, it is called Yoga of Divine Glories. How to see this divinity, this divine glories in everything and being that I come across in the world of my experiences, my world of my perception. So Bhagavan starts this chapter without waiting for Arjuna to ask questions because he saw that he is enjoying it and he wanted to continue the theme which he started in Chapter 7 about the Prakriti. When he says this Prakriti is nothing but my lower nature, everything in this Prakriti, there is nothing left in this Prakriti which is not divine. But we don't really see that way. In fact, we divide this world into good and evil. We have some level of acceptance that the good is divine. But we have difficulty when it comes to bad and ugly. I can't associate divinity with it. And this chapter will say that even that is only possible, bad is only possible because of my presence and evil is only possible because of my presence. There is nothing that can happen or exist in this world Without me, so chapter opens with Bhagwan's statement: says Bhuya eva mahabaho srunume paramam vacha yattate aham priyamanaaya vakshami hitakamyaaya. I wish your welfare, Therefore, I'm going to continue. And in the last chapter, I told you that this knowledge is available to all, and we discussed that verse which. It is very troublesome to discuss and say, Those who are born in Papayoni, even they have equal right. When they come to me, if they focus their mind onto me, and then we discuss why Papayoni, anything which takes me away from my identification with the Supreme is sin. That which does not recognize my true potential, which is Satchit and Ananda, is Papa. It's the impurity on my mind, which is right now not letting me see who I am. An environment which is more likely to create wrong impressions on my mind is Papayoni. Yoni is a collection of people which creates an environment which is similar for each other. So it will be symbiotic relationship. It's like a satsang in a reverse. Bad company as we say. If I'm put up in that environment that I get more sinful impression on my mind, I have a less chance of rising out of it. But one side even those people, those who are disadvantaged by their environment by the society they are put in an environment which does not give them the equal right to achieve what they try to achieve. Even they can rise above that. Triya, Vaishya, Tathakshidra. These people Vaishya says, never complained about this verse. Only two people complained. Triya and Shudra. Vaisya didn't survive, we are included in it. As well, we are higher than you are now. All business people are worshipped now. Not dikshatriyas and Brahmanas, so Bhagavan says that at the time of Mahabharata, you can say, Vaishyas were not considered as high as the Brahmans and Kshatriya. At least Gujarati, I heard when I was growing up, which profession are you are supposed to take? Uttam Kheti, Kheti, farming. That's the best. Madhyam Vyapa and Kanishta Nokari. The worst is you want know, to work for somebody. It's Kanishta. We all work for corporate and feel great about it. Madhyam Vyapa, it's okay. If you can't do farming, then only you do Vyapa. So they were considered lower. And now today you go and tell India you become a farmer. He say, are you crazy? How many farmers are committing suicide? Why do you want me to go farming? But in that society, Kshatriyas were farmers. Janakaraj, when he was stealing his land, he found Sita. Right? He was a farmer. Kshatriyas, the kings were themselves were landlords and farmers. So those people in that environment, they had a great chance to uplift themselves by getting this knowledge, but others did not have that equal rights. Women, Vaishya, Shudra, but even they can get this knowledge and come to me. But you are a Mahabaho, you are the mighty armed person who has all the opportunities and all the prerequisites to know this. So. Bhuya eva mahabaho Again, oh great soldier, Srunume paramam vacha Listen to my very important words. Now I think you have come to a level that you are understanding what I am saying. Manmana bhava madhbhakta Madhyaji namaskuru Stay focused. I heard Obama saying the other day, Stay focused. Don't get distracted by the protesters, okay? Don't get distracted by your doubts in your mind. Stay focused, Bhagavan says. And I'm only telling those people who likes to listen to this type of knowledge. Because I wish welfare for you all. And therefore I'm telling you. So what I'm telling you is what we had started in the last chapter saying what is the role secret. Name viduhu Suraganaha. Prabhavam nam maharshayaha aham adihi devanam maharshinam chasarvasaha. Neither the devas in the heavens nor the great rishis know my origin. What is the source of my being? Nobody knows. Not only the great rishis, not the devas. Because even when Puranas, the devas have their own limitations. Devas are considered pretty greedy. They want to have everything. Devas, they don't know. And Rishis, they are distracted by their own intellect. See, when we learn something, we get to a level where our intellect will become an obstacle. We can't experience it because we keep doubting ourselves. So we're going to say when they don't know, because the source of the Deva and Rishis is me. Swami Dirananda's very famous example, batteries in the flashlight. If you're in a dark room and I have flashlight, I can see everything in the room. But somebody says, what type of batteries are you using, Neil? I say, well, let me take it out. I take out the batteries, light is gone. I put the batteries back, light is back, but I can't see the batteries. I said, I don't know. Till tomorrow morning. So the source of the light in the flashlight is the batteries. And therefore I cannot No, through the light of the flashlight, the type of batteries I'm using. Through my intellect, which is the Rishi, I cannot know the source of my being. I constantly try to contemplate through my intellect by deduction and inferences who I am. Bhagavan said "You will not know. The Rishis, our intellect, the knower, the seer, In us is the Rishi. And the Devas are our sense perceptions. To To illumine, something which is illuminated by my senses. So my senses are the Devas. Without them, the world is not existent for me. You remove the one sense of seeing, the world of sight is gone. You remove the hearing, the world of sound is gone. You remove all five senses, the world is gone. The world is illuminated by my senses. so they are Devas. Through my senses I'm trying to find Bhagwan. I want to see Bhagwan, I want to see the presence of Bhagwan prove that in the laboratory, when somebody dies what happens? Where is that Atma is going? the people have done experiments of people dying and say what is it that leaving? they cannot find it. Simply because the Bhagavan said, because I am the source of this Deva Ajanda. I am the source of your senses and your intellect, you will never be able to find me through this, because the instrument cannot find its own source. The Bhagavan said, I am not available to any of those, to the sense perceptions or by intellectual inquiry, I am not available. I'm only available by contemplation and identification. By identification, that I will be able to find myself. Yomam Ajam Anadim Chavetti. One who knows that I am, that I, wherever, whichever way you apply it, when applied to the Supreme, is the God. When Bhagavan says I, that includes everything. That includes the total mind, total intellect, and total body. All hands are His, all legs are His, all mouths are His, all minds are His, all intellects are His. And you put that together and say, that's I, that the Lord of Maheshwara, the Great Lord. He said, that I, ajam, anadim, is unborn, and therefore it has no beginning, it is beginningless. The same thing when I can start feeling about myself, which I call I, wherever I apply that I, and if I see that I as ajam anadim chaveti, one who knows this, one who starts seeing himself is not the mortal being, not the ignorant being, and not the unhappy being. But he sees that this mortality is superimposed on me by my equipment. My equipment is mortal. This body will die. The ignorance is my intellect is ignorant about things. I am not. Ananda is my mind is unhappy. I am not. So Bhagavan said, one who knows that, Savatyur Loka Maheshwaram, and he also knows that he is the maheshwara he is the lord of all my experiences. Look at the world, translated normally in the world. The world is the physical world, also the world of my experiences. So in my world, my world of architecture, your world of medicine, your world of arts, each one lives in a different world. I am in mean my world, you are in your world. You are in the center of your world. I am in the center of my world. He is in the center of his world and she is in the center of her world. When our worlds overlap, it becomes our relationship. So for this one and a half hour, your world and my world are overlapping. So that's our relationship. Who is the Lord of all this? is my consciousness. Without this, my world cannot exist. Neither can your world can exist. One who knows this, he is not deluded. He is not confused now about the experiences of this body, mind, and intellect. So, Martyesh, among the mortals, we all consider ourselves all mortals. Even though nobody ever thinks about death, even though I plan now as if I am going to continue running my office forever. If somebody says, Neil, when I retire, I have no plan. You know, he said, but you have some plans. I am going to continue going to I can, but that's how we live. We think we are going to be here forever. But Bhagavan said that even though we know that everything and being in this world has mortality, therefore this world called loka, where the death is everywhere, imminent for everything. Among the mortals, one who becomes undiluted, sarvapape he pramuchyate, is liberated from all papas. Papa is not something which you have done. Papa is the impression which is left on your mind that you are that unhappy being. You are the sufferer. You are the one who is going to die. That papa, you will be liberated from. And then you will experience your sat, chit and ananda. Bhagavad Gita obviously says, we were trying to find what is promised in all our Upanishads and Vedas that your true nature once you recognize is Satchita and Ananda. Now and our problem is existence, we think it's okay. I may die, but right now I'm okay. Chitta, I'm ignorant about the rest of the world, but I'm okay in my world. Ananda is our biggest problem. I can't stand unhappiness. So my goal in life is Sukha prapti that's my entire focus in life. My entire life pursuit is achieve happiness and avoid unhappiness. So therefore Bhagavan says, one who becomes my Bhakta, whose mind is focused on me, he will achieve this. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve bhavantu Sukhina. Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Ma Kaschiddukha Bhagavad Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhai Na Maha